0: All right, so our, our text that we're going to be working through uh, this morning uh, is going to be Romans 5, 4, but we're going to go through 3 through 5, and 5 as well. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And don't worry this isn't a, a recap of my suffering teaching a year ago. Similar same, same verse set, but I learned my lesson. I, I, and we'll we'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> um, so Lord we just we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you and ask that you would Uh, speak through this word, uh, that you would speak through me, um, that you would touch our hearts with what you want to say, and uh, Lord, that our ears would be open to hear what you're saying, and that uh, each of us would uh, come away with something uh, that we can work on in our lives to become more like you. And we just give this all to you, Lord, and I just uh, thank you for this opportunity, in Jesus' name. Um, As a caveat, before we start, uh, I'm going to be sharing some stories Uh, these are not to glorify myself, um, but merely an example of how things that I've gone through, God has used to, to bring me to where I am today. Um, a lot of you had already talked about my history as a child, stuff that I'd gone through, um, all the issues and the suicide attempts and everything like that, um, and how God brought me through that, and in doing that, um really put in me who I was in Christ and allowed me to, to trust in him and to get to know him. Um, so that, that was kind of the beginning of, of my walk and who I became. Uh, in junior high, uh, I ran cross-country, uh, and I did cross-country skiing. And I remember all the, all the hours of practice. Um, we would go uh, every single day and we would run for hours. It would be another mile. It would be uh, more push-ups, more crunches, more, more sit-ups. It was continually uh, an exercise, exercise of continuing, enduring through, uh, through that practice so that when we were ready to race and go in the race, our cardio was built up, uh, our stamina was built up, and our bodies were ready to perform in that race that we had to do. Uh, and it was really, it was an awesome time for me. Uh, in junior high, I actually was on, I actually made it to the varsity team. Uh, so I ran I, both JV and varsity. Uh, and in JV, I was third in the state and heading towards probably becoming one of the best runners uh, in the state at the time. Um, but because of what I was going through personally, I ended up changing schools and ended up going to Conquer Christian. Um, when I got to Conquer Christian, they didn't have any of the sports that I was used to. They didn't have track. They didn't have cross country. They didn't have skiing. All they had was basketball. So I wanted to do something. So I went out and I tried out for basketball. And I had absolutely zero skills. I just I hadn't played basketball before. It wasn't my thing. I just wanted to try it. And the coach said, thanks for trying. Um, You need to go. Uh, (laughs) um, So I said, I really want to do this. I want to make the team. So I actually started practicing every single day. Um, during the summer break, I played up to eight hours a day. And I would just go to the court, and I would play eight hours straight. And and I would take water breaks or whatever, but I just played, and I played, and I played. Um, I went to basketball camp, and I learned techniques, and I learned how to do different things. I learned how to do plays, and, and started doing that, and I practiced that over and over and over again. And exhaustion, it was just, you're out there in the hot sun, and you're pressing, and you're playing, all because you have a goal. You have, you have something that you're aiming for. I wanted to make the team. I wanted to be a part of that team and a part of that, that piece of the school. Um, the next year, so when we did the, the tryouts again, I ended up being first pick. Um, I had changed so much and grown so much that I, I was their first choice to go on the team. And I got to play basketball for the rest of uh, uh, high school. And that was tremendous to be able to be a part of the team. Um, but more so, it was also the lessons. Of, of persevering and enduring um, and telling myself to keep going when I didn't want to because I knew I had a goal. I knew I had somewhere I was going. And that's what my life has pretty much been like um, ever since I was a kid. Um, when I was 18, I became a, uh, a motorcycle instructor for the state of New Hampshire. Um, I was the youngest ever. In fact, you can't even do that anymore um, at 18. And I was told I couldn't do it. And... <laughs> That's the worst thing. When people tell me I can't do something, (laughs) I I promise you I'm probably gonna end up doing it. Um, And I just, (laughs) I I just worked uh, really hard. I trained, I didn't go to my graduation party. Um, I went to bed and the next morning I was down in Manchester for training because it was more important to me to become an instructor than to celebrate high school uh, with my friends. Um, I was already on and moving on and I had a goal that I was already heading for. Um, but I managed to do it and I went through and I taught for nine years. Um, at 21, I became a site manager, uh, managing a whole bunch of the motorcycles and running the course. Uh, when it came up for grabs, uh, a whole bunch of instructors wanted it and they all said, Jeremy, you're too young. You can't do it. And I I said, give it to me. (laughs) I'll take it. And, uh, I actually ran it and it went really well and it was, it was, it was a great experience. Um... And I, I got to do lots of stuff. I got my CDL license at 18. I became a, a ski patroller shortly after that. Um, lots of stuff that really just had to endure different training and different experiences and work your way through. Um, but all of it was, was worth it. And I learned and changed so much of who I am as a person and my character by going through those experiences. Um, one of the big ones, one of the last stories here... Um, when i was working for an engineering firm here in laconia um, there was a, a guy that was doing it for them wasn't doing a great job so i decided i would get into it working on computers um, and and learn how to do that when i left my boss said uh... jeremy you're gonna fail you'll be back in six months this is a wrong choice for you you should not do that and that was thirteen years ago Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm now uh, second uh, in, in leadership at a very successful IT firm here in New Hampshire, doing very well and have succeeded very well doing IT. Um, and God has really blessed me in that area. Uh, and, and really, just our whole family is blessed because of, of pursuing that. And, and I, I think God just allowed people to keep telling me I couldn't do things just to kind of push me on so that I would do it. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, In the dictionary, we can see the definition of character is moral or ethical strength, a description of a person's attributes, traits, and abilities. Um, When I think about that, uh, I kind of think about people that have a lot of tenacity, that don't give up. Um, But when I also think about strength, I think about muscles. I think about building muscles. If you want to get stronger, you have to work out and train your body. Just like I did in cross-country and all the other stuff, there is things that you have to do with your body to build those muscles and to train them. You have to spend hours and years conditioning the muscles to respond in a certain way. Uh, an Olympic gymnast who wins the gold medal did not just practice for a few months or even a year. They practiced daily, year after year, to train their muscles and strengthen their body. So when the time came for them to perform, their, mu- their body knew exactly what they had to do. All the muscles knew what they had to do. They had to endure pain in their body, they had to endure uh, fatigue, uh, wanting to give up and quit, uh, but they refused and instead built those muscles and built that character in them. Uh, The marksmen that can shoot the the tip of a Q-tip off or shoot a dime out of the sky did not just start doing that. Uh, They trained for years and shot thousands of rounds to get to that point. They had to endure pain, they had to endure fatigue, they wanted to give up but they didn't. And because of that, they're successful. In January of 2009, Captain Chelsea Sullenberger III piloted a plane out of New York heading to North Carolina. As they were taking off, a flock of birds flew into one of the engines, completely destroying it. In a matter of seconds, Captain Sullenberger surveyed the situation, what the options were, and made the decision necessary to glide that plane away from the population and set it down on the Hudson River. And he did this in such a way that the plane was not destroyed and no lives were lost. If he had waited too long to make those decisions, he would have ended up landing in the Bronx, which is heavily populated. If he was a lesser experienced pilot, he might have chosen to land on the New Jersey Turnpike, which would have destroyed many, many cars and many lives. He did not have time to reason out all the choices, but because he trained himself, And had such a high level of character, it was natural for him to make the decision he did and save the day. So it is with our character building. Over years of training and submitting our minds, thoughts, mouths, and actions to God, we develop character and virtue that allow us to react under pressure the way Christ would want us to. And not just for our well-being, but specifically for those around us. God has called us to build our character muscles. We see in Hebrews 12, 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And 1 Corinthians nine twenty four. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run, that you may obtain it. We have been called to run a race. This is not a race that can wait until the last minute to train for. It is a race that we're in right now. It is a race that we need to continually train ourselves while we're running it. In the earlier verse in Hebrews, we can see that we will have to have endurance to run this race. It is not a sprint. It is a cross-country grueling race that will test us to our limits at times. When I ran cross-country, there were many times where I wanted to give up. I was so exhausted. I couldn't even take another step, it seemed. But when you press through and you continue to take that step, suddenly you get your second wind or your third wind, and you're able to run again, and you have energy again, and you forget how tired you were. You forget how exhausted you were. Suddenly you have energy, and you see the goal, and you keep running, and you're able to do it again. So it is with our lives. There will be times where we feel we cannot go on, and yet when we put it in God's hands, continue on the race before us, we can see God take us through the situation. And months later, we can barely remember the pain of the situation. And years later, we usually don't even remember the situation that we went through. God is looking for us to train in this life. As it says in Philippians 2.12, Therefore, my beloved... As you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We certainly cannot earn our salvation, but we must work to change our character, to prepare for the life that we will live with Christ in eternity. It's interesting, as my family and I are preparing to go to New Zealand we're reading about the country, we're learning about how they do things, what words they use, what do they call things, what is it like over there, because we want to, at some level, to be able to fit in. We want to be accepted, we want to be a part of what's going on, and be a part of the culture to whatever level that we can. And that's what God is asking us to do in this life. Because at the end of our life, we're going to spend eternity with him. The way that we act, the way that we talk, will be a different language than what we're used to. God is calling us to character and virtue that is not natural to a human being. He is calling us to develop that in ourselves right now. Like a foreign language, we need to learn it and use it and learn so that we're prepared when we go to eternity to go in. We're already ready for the culture. We're already for God's kingdom. We're already to walk that out. As we prepare ourselves, we will be different here on this earth. We will have a chance to show people what it's going to be like. We react different under pressure because of the character God is building in us and the language that we're learning as we learn to become like Christ. So God is calling us to prepare for eternity now. That's why we run the race. That's why we run to complete, because our goal is eternity. Our goal is Christ, the hope of our glory. I know that God has allowed me to walk through all the stuff in my past to build the tenacity, character, and the virtue that I will need to be able to withstand and to finish well. I've certainly gotten to walk through this in a deeper way in my life recently. Um, Many of you who know the last year uh, know some of the stuff that I've been through. About a year ago, I spoke on suffering. Um, (laughs) uh, It it was needed. It was needed. Um, shortly after that, I had to have surgery on my neck, and I had a C4 fusion, and had to go through all the trauma and recovery time and and the drugs that go with that. Um, I went in for my three-month checkup, and the day before that checkup, I severed my Achilles. Um, so a little bit later, I got surgery on my Achilles, um, and that took a while of, of recovery of a lot of pain, narcotics, um, and then during some time after the surgery, the Achilles re-ripped, um, so during PT, every time I was doing my exercises, I was actually ripping it worse and worse, um, so finally went back and got a, another surgery, and it ripped so bad that this time they actually had to graft in tendon from a, from a cadaver into my, into my tendon to make up space, so, <laughs> exactly, so the titanium makes me a cyborg, Okay. I'm, I'm a very weak cyborg, but a cyborg nonetheless. Um, and now with the tendon, I am now a weak cyborg zombie. Yeah. So, so we're 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 making progress towards a new body and a new life. Um, and disclaimer: if you see me kicking small animals, it's because I have a dead person in my leg. It's not my fault. i uh, just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> So after my second Achilles surgery, uh, I'm on crutches. I'm still having to go to work and do everything. I'm reaching into my car for my crutches, and my back locks up on me. And I collapse in my car, and I I must have sounded like I was in labor, because all I could do was just breathe. (laughs) That's all I could do. It hurts so bad. So I managed to crawl out of the car, went into the customer, called Gretchen to come get me, did the work I was supposed to while I was there, and then went to the emergency room. Um, After that, I had two back surgeries and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, So just, it it was just so much physically last year to go through. I think at least five or six months of last year was spent in my bed. Um, And I'm a person that's always going. So to be locked down that much was just so tough to endure that. There were so many times wanting to give up. There were so many times... Just praying, God, would you just end it? Would you make it stop? Because this is getting ridiculous. Um, All the narcotics and what it does to your mind and, and your reactions and who you are and having to be on that for a long period of time just really wears you down. But through that, I learned how to be patient. Through that, I learned how to have more grace for those around me. Through that, I learned how to react differently to situations and put perspective on things in life. And it made it easier to deal with stuff. Um, I don't want to have to go through that again. But I don't regret that I've gone through it. Um, God carried me through it. God taught me. God walked with me. I was never left alone. Even in my bed at night, not able to sleep because of the pain and just shaking, God was with me. And, And he got me through that. And now when I think back in the surgeries, I, don't, I remember that it hurt, but I don't really remember the discomfort and the pain the way that I know it was because I'm through it, and I've got a new goal. We're heading to New Zealand right now. That is, that's the goal that we're heading for, and I know God had built character in me to give us the strength for what we have to go through over there. I don't know what's coming, but I know that we'll be able to get through it. I know that God has built my character that I will be able to walk through this. One of, the, one of the coolest things that helped me get through that time was Stu and Arlene, uh, a wonderful uh, couple that, that are here at our church. Um, Stu's only allowed 15 minutes a day to complain about what's going on with his body or his life. And uh, I really took that to heart, and I tried to make that part of, of what I was doing. And, and I was allowed 15 minutes to complain, and the rest of the time you move on. You know, it is what it is. You deal with it. And, and you give it to God, and he gives you that strength to overcome. But I'm really grateful for that time with them and, and hearing that. I'm grateful for the family and friends that God gave me to walk with me through last year. Um, the people that prayed with me, the people that came alongside me, the people that encouraged me. The family that I have here in this body and in, in the church body. God doesn't want us to go alone. He didn't expect us to go alone. That's why we have fellowship. That's why we have each other. So when we are feeling like we can't make it, there's somebody alongside us to help carry us through, to help pray. At the end of the day, all we need is Jesus. But I'm grateful for the extra help that he gave through the family and friends that I have. You don't know what you're going to have to walk through but you are not alone doing it. Whatever you're struggling with right now, you're not alone. God's grace and mercy, along with people around you that love you, will carry you when you can't go on. Um, I really just want to encourage us to work on building our character muscles. We can look at the tough stuff in our lives, we can complain about it, or we can grab hold of it and use it as a chance to change who we are, to become more like Christ. Um, my final personal story, um, a few years ago, well, a long time ago, actually, my first computer job, um, we were short on cash, uh, and my boss would allow me to do extra stuff on the side uh, to make up for, for the the money that I needed. Um, and there were times where he would let me sell uh, some stuff that we had in stock, and I would give him the money, and, and then we would, we would uh, work that out. Um, there were a couple times, though, where I took something and put it in a, in a customer's uh, computer, got paid, but because we were so tight, I meant to pay him back, but I didn't. And this happened a few times, and God called me out. He said, what are you doing? You're stealing from the person that I provided for your family. I gave you this boss, a Christian guy, to bless your family, and you're stealing from him. And at first it didn't seem like stealing, but when, you, when I started looking at it, it's like, oh, my gosh, I have been stealing from him. And I had to call him up. I had a choice. I mean, I could have hidden it. Um, I certainly could have hidden it. Uh, I'm sure it would have come out at some point in my life. Um, because when we hide things in our lives that are sin like that, it will eventually come out, and usually at the worst time. So I figured i got to get rid of this now. i got to deal with this. So I called him up, and I I said, I said, Glenn, I have to tell you the truth. I've been stealing from you. This is what happened. This is why I did it. It isn't right, and I understand whatever you have to do. Now, that was hard. I talked to Gretchen. We prayed about it. I didn't have another way out. That was my only job. That was the provision for my family, and I was taking a chance. I was trusting that God would have grace on me for stepping up to the plate for what I'd done. I shared it with the boss, and he was gracious, and he responded, and he said, pay me back and don't let it happen again. And I kept my job, but i got to tell you, there were I did not sleep the night before when I knew I had to call him because I knew there was a chance I wouldn't have a job after I spoke to him. But God blessed me in my truthfulness and dealing with that. And now, years later, I don't have that, that issue. I don't, like, the, the enemy will try to tempt me to take something, but it's not even a deal. It's like, get away, because I've already dealt with that. So that's not something in my life that I have to deal with anymore. And that's the stuff that we have in our lives. The hardest thing we ever have to do is to look at our own self and deal with those things. That's the hardest thing, is to be honest and look at our lives and say, where am I falling down? What do I need to change? And then trusting God to walk us through it. But I can stand here today to tell you, He will. He will walk you through it, and the person that you will become will be more like Christ, and you will see people's lives blessed because of the choices you make to deal with your stuff. Work out those character muscles. Let God work through you so you can become who he's called you to be. Our verses that we started with, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Take your times of suffering and intentionally turn them into chances to build your character muscles. Before long, you may be surprised to realize you are an Olympic runner with character and virtue, responding under pressure like Christ. We will endure this race together, we will find character together, and we will see Christ, our hope of glory, as we finish this race and cross the finish line together.